7 through 15. Now as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you, so we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. I do not say this is a command, but I am testing the genuineness of your love against the earnestness of others. For you know the generous act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. And in this matter I am giving my advice. It's appropriate for you who began last year not only to do something, but even to desire to do something. Now finish doing it, so that your eagerness may be matched by completing according to your means. For if the eagerness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. I do not mean that there would be relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of a fair balance between your present abundance and their need so that their abundance may be made may be for your need in order that there may be a fair balance. And it is written, the one who had much did not have too much. The one who had little did not have too little. The word of God for the people of God. Lord, we thank you for a word that clearly helps us in our spiritual lives, in our giving, such practical lessons, such spiritual lessons, such magnificent lessons of faith for your people. Give us ears to hear, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Is your pocketbook or purse converted? Is your wallet a professing disciple of Jesus Christ? There are some things we need to know to help us understand these verses. Uh, the Jews had a custom. During their feast of Purim, every poor man had to find someone poorer than himself and gave that person a gift. It was the responsibility of everyone to give. No one was excluded. Giving was lifted up in that community as a priority for everyone in that community. Giving. Something else we need to know. Paul was gathering an offering from all of the churches. Think apportionments. To distribute to the poorer regions. Think districts or ministries like CCC. They were taking up this offering to help the churches through some extremely difficult times. And as still happens today, this part of the world was relatively secure, but this part of the world was not. The church in Corinth was one of the wealthier regions and had promised large 
amounts in support of the offering. But promises was all Paul got from them. They did not give as they said they would. And who did give? The Christians in Macedonia. They had survived three wars. Some of you have experienced what happens during wartime. Sacrifices are made. Jobs go by the wayside. It's hard times. And these people had survived three wars. And on top of that, they were heavily taxed under the reign of Tiberius. And so they weren't just poor. They were the poorest of the poor. In fact, the words used earlier is, is to describe them is amazing. Severe trial. Affliction. Deep poverty. Destitution. And not only destitution, but rock bottom destitution. And in other words, the very people who needed the offering, the help the most, were the ones who gave sacrificially to help other churches. They are described as beggars who have nothing and no hope of getting anything. And they are the first to give eagerly and joyfully. Personally, I think if you're on a CC team, you're, you're crazy. It, it helps. Because you pay money to spend a week in June and July, hot months to serve God. That last part isn't crazy, by the way. But the rest of it, it and, and, and they're smiling. They are giving eagerly. They are giving joyfully. Despite rock-bottom destitution. In fact, verse 4 says that uh, they begged us insistently for the privilege of sharing in the ministry of the saints. In a culture where the poor were expected to give to someone poor, well, look what happened. These poor, it turned out they were the ones giving first, so they were giving to the, to the rich. It, it's one of the weirdest redistribution of wealth campaigns I've ever heard of. Let's take from the poor and give to the rich. But that's just the point. It wasn't a redistribution of wealth. It was a redistribution of generosity. The Macedonians had generous hearts. And the Corinthians had generous promises. And that's what needed to change. As we gather at the table of the Lord to share our sacred meal together,
as we remember all that Jesus gave to us and gives to us, all that Jesus gave up for us, maybe we need this time to rethink our generosity to God, our excitement to give, our joy in giving. Because it's the only way to find out if your bank account is converted and your wallet is a professing disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. I invite you to insert B, the Liturgy of Holy Communion. 